All right, welcome to The Point Is. This is part two of Faith and Uncertainty. This is the interview segment. And without further ado, let me introduce this segment. This segment is called We In This Together. And... So we in this together segment, it has not really been heard of as of lately because I haven't really been interviewing. And so that is a segment that I started off this podcast series show with. And basically, this segment is all about the people who do or do not embody that topic of the episode. So again, today's guest is a very special guest and it is my mom and she will be discussing her faith how she got involved with religion in general her background and how ultimately those things propelled her to manifest a better life than what she had at the beginning and so without further ado I will be Here is the interview with my mother, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Okay, so today's special guest is my mom. So if you can introduce yourself and tell the people where you are from. Where I'm originally from? Yes, where you are from. I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. My name is Shantiki Coker. Mm -hmm. And then a little bit about your personality. Well, first of all, how many siblings you have, stuff like that. I have um, one sibling, but I have um, cousins that I consider as siblings. I'm 10 years older than them, so I'm closer to them than I am to my biological Um, My personality is I'm nice, Mm -hmm. very nice, (laughs) but when I get to, it takes me a minute to get to where I'll just be like, okay, I just can't help you. Because I feel like everybody needs a chance, given my background of how, where I came from in the neighborhood that I grew up in. So I always try to give people a chance because I'll be like, well, they're struggling. I can kind of relate to what they were struggling with or whatever. You know, because when I was in high school, I hung around guys more that was into the drugs when it first came out and stuff like that. So I was The war on drugs, people. The war on drugs in the 80s. You're right, because I graduated in 86. So... They kind of like looked out for me. So stuff like that. And then I'm... So you would say you're sympathetic to people's situation. You have compassion. I do have compassion, but then I ain't stupid. (laughs) Some people can have compassion. They're just stupid as hell. So that does. And then I'm just a bubbly person. I like to read. And then that's that. And and I like to have fun when I do let my hair down. You know what I mean? Because life itself can be stressful. The things we do in this life that we have can be stressful already. And then people don't know how to balance. They can add to it. Right. And make their situations worse yes. than what it is. Yes. And so today's topic on my podcast is about faith. And so I asked my listeners, what does faith faith mean to them? So I wanted to ask you, what does faith mean to you? Or if you want to double back on that question and just basically explain how you even came upon your faith, what enlightened you, if you had any testimonies that made you feel like, oh, this is real. Like, this is something that has taken over. It's bigger than me. Okay. Well, I already told you all where I'm from or whatever. So there, uh, at the time when I was coming up in the 80s, 
um, in Detroit, they have blocks and they're long. So my mom would always say, go get me a pack of cigarettes and two Pepsi. So I had to walk the two long blocks to get to the party store. We call them party stores in Detroit. And I'll never forget. And we called him man because everybody had a nickname, but his real name was Christopher, Chris Jones. Five, you know, it's five of them siblings. They poor too, everybody in the block poor. And he used to always say, and mind you, I'm older than him. Where you going? To the store. <laughs> With an attitude, that's how yeah. I respond back to him. Because I'm mad because I got to walk down here. And pass all these drug dealers and... That and the fact that it's hot as heck. And I got to walk <laughs> down here to get her two Pepsis and a pack of cigarettes. I don't want to walk down here, but you do what you have to do, you know. And he would always literally be out. Until one day, I just was like, why? You always asking me what I'm doing and where I'm going because he knew where I was going because his mom drank Pepsi, but she wasn't a smoker. And his mom was very religious. And the church was on the corner next to the party store. Mm. And every time, he, I don't know why or how, but he would always be outside. I don't care what time my mom sent me to the store. And he played <laughs> basketball. But everybody knew this kid. Yeah. <clears throat> And one day he was like, you need to go to church. Of course, I said something smart to him. You need to lose some weight. Oh, he was fat. He was fat. (laughs) (laughs) And so again, because you, you know, you see each other, whatever, but we didn't go to same schools. And like I said, and so my mom and his mom, you know, happened to be close because they didn't have a car and we didn't either. So, you know, in the hood, you see people, y'all see communicate at the grocery store. There's no individualism. It's, no. it's everybody is together. You your welfare check. She cashing hers or however Everyone is working together. So my mom said, y'all gonna start going to church. <laughs> we don't think nothing ever because we don't have a car. Yeah, so how so, are we So what there? church are you going to? Because she don't like, because she always used to tell us, and you can't be doing all this in the neighborhood because... She don't want people to be talking about you and it's not a good look or whatever. Yeah. Whatever that, whatever that meant. And again, going down the street, because I had a couple of friends that I could play with and the same with them. They was raised by a single mom. So we could only play with those, each other like that. And his mom and my mom got closer. So my mom said, Miss Jones is um having like something at her church. Y'all gonna go. Mind you, she didn't go, but she sent us. So again, we gotta walk down these blocks. I got an attitude. My sister fighting everybody in the neighborhood. So she really wasn't at home, especially in the summertime because it had got really, 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 really heated where my mom thought she was gonna kill somebody or my sister would get killed because she had a bad temper. So she found other people for my sister to be with. So sometimes I was at home by myself, but again, I was nice and I was sensitive again, so I had a lot of compassion. And I saw a lot of things. And you gotta remember at that time, we ain't we still don't do it. We ain't telling what we know. And as I got older, I didn't know. But at the time, the house that we rented from, we stayed next to the plug, which mm. is the man can give you the drugs. We never knew that. But my mom was single and she had two girls and her thing and literally we are next to door to each other we couldn't we couldn't walk in front of that man's house we had to cross the street and then and then go where we're going when i come out my front door when i could just turn right because that's the way i got to go to school you could we couldn't we could never walk in front of his house 
And we didn't find that out till years later. But anyway, back to the faith thing. And another time I was walking down the street and man, mind oh, let me back up. Man used to sing Chris, AKA. Chris. So he used to sing in the church choir. No, he didn't sing in the choir. He just would stand out on his porch <laughs> and, and let to be singing gospel songs. Oh, okay. So not only did and he his, invite you to church. He didn't invite me. My mother said we were going. <laughs> Y'all was going. Yeah. His, um, he loved Fred Hammond. That was mm-hmm. like he, who he wanted to sing and be know, like. Be like. So he would always be singing. So it always would be like a crowd of kids. And mind you, they we all in the hood, so they was poor too. But his mom <laughs> didn't mind, you know. She knew all the bad yeah, kids too. But kids. everybody just, that was just the house you chilled at. So my mom started letting us go down to her house just to chill, even though he was a boy. But she was like, that's a nice, wholesome family or whatever. And she found out that man's brother-in-law was actually a pastor because he was married to his sister because they only had one sister. And one particular day, I was walking down the street and he said, Shantique. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he called me snotty nose because I had allergies really bad. And I used to walk down the street with a roll of toilet paper because my allergies were that bad. And he said, snotty nose, Shantique. If Jesus was to come today, would you be ready? And how old are y'all at this time? I'm a junior. I'm in high school. I'm okay, a junior, junior in high, high school. And mind you, he just eighth grade, getting ready to go to the ninth grade. So what kind of question is this eighth grader going to ask? And so, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm looking at him like, I got all this stuff going at home because, again, everybody poor or whatever. But, you know, my household different for whatever. You know, my mama tripping. I don't know why. And you asked me this question. Of course, I got back smart with him. And I was like, Leave me alone. I didn't answer because I didn't know who Jesus was. I heard of him. And again, coming from the city of Detroit, my mom, you know how black folks do. The Jehovah Witness don't open the door. Yeah. (laughs) But never really taught you about Christianity. Never. Never. And again, my mom don't have that much of an education, but she was smart enough to know every Sunday. And as I got older and as I got into church and start asking questions as I look back on it on Sundays every morning she would blast her church music every Sunday morning she would blast her church music at least for two hours some songs were on repeat because y'all don't know about this y'all time but we had uh, (laughs) stereos with the needle and you had to figure out how oh, to play. Oh, like the disc, the record player. Yes. You, gotcha. And we called them stereos. You had to put it, because you it's nothing marked. Yeah, so you had to. So you had to try to figure out, because she would Where it start. Yeah, go back and play that song. And don't scratch my record. Okay. If it's her favorite <laughs> gospel song, but you try but not you to scratch know. it, but you put it on and you get it there. And <clears throat> again, she playing these songs. And she, oh, even on Sunday, go down the street and give me two packs, two cig- two pa- a pack of cigarettes and two Pepsis. And man had asked me again, Snotty no Shantiki, if Jesus was to come today, would you be ready? And I said, this time I said, well, where are he going to take me? Um. And man, as we called him, he was like, where you want him to take you? <laughs> You have to, if you know man at and to know him, to love him, to like him or just not like him, and he wasn't not he was like, innocent. He in didn't. That he wasn't. Aspect. He didn't have too many enemies. If you was his enemy, man gonna make you his friend. 
because he was real. And at that time, he had a calling on his life. And I don't mm. think he knew it or his family or he was starting to know it as I look back over it. Mm. And he not only used to ask me. He, he asked anybody if, if, he come in contact. <laughs> if Jesus was to come today. If Jesus were to come <laughs> today, would, he take would you? you be ready? <laughs> At eight o'clock in the morning. First of all, I got an attitude that I gotta walk down here this early to the store because I know you gonna be outside. And actually, that same. Why you ain't at church? Yeah. And so my mom somehow another got with his mother, and the following Sunday she was like, "Y'all going to church again?" She didn't go, so my sister and I went to church. And you gotta remember back then, you know how Baptist churches are. People are falling out because this is when I didn't know what. Or who he was. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Right. So I'm just sitting there. I don't have a Bible. The music is good. <clears throat> I know man. I know his family now. I even know his brother-in-law who's the pastor of the church. So at the end of the service, they always say, is there just one? I never got up because I didn't know what they was talking about. Just one for what? Because again, I was sensitive. I had compassion, but I wasn't stupid. And my mom had a lot of street smarts. Don't be doing this. Don't be doing that. You know what I mean? So if you don't know, don't, don't be, be doing, doing that, that if so, you don't know. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you going up there? And you know what he used to say when we used to come home from church? It's not as y'all Shantique. Why you ain't get up there? They was waiting on you. Who? The people at the altar? The people at the altar. Then he said, um, he was waiting on you. And I said, who was he? Who was he? He said, Jesus. And he is in the eighth grade saying this. So, and then he, <clears throat> I think I was two years older than him or something like that. So, but he is in high school now, whatever. And so, as it, the summer as time, you get older, yeah. Because my senior year, I had got really tight with them. <clears throat> so I would say his mama was like my god mama, and his family was like my god brother and sister, you know, stuff like that. And I started babysitting for his sister because she was married. She was and had a baby. Yeah, with the pastor, or whatever. And I never forget it. We would talk on the way coming from church. Because <laughs> his brother-in-law would send his his wife, which was man's sister, to pick us up. I just had to be at Miss Jones' house when she got there, or I wouldn't get to church. And we was coming back from church, and I remember I used to start going with them to uh, different churches after our church service was over. My mom did allow us to do that, because again, she was strict or whatever. But as I got older, I understood the reasons why, why she, she did certain stuff. You know what I mean? You come from the hood, crack Protect you, out. yeah. It's the war on drugs, y'all. It's yeah. the war on drugs. That, so you gotta keep that in mind. Teenage pregnancy, you know what I mean? Just yes. all kind of stuff. And so <clears throat> when I started babysitting for his sister or just hanging out with them down there, um, they'd be like, he man would say, We're going to this church. Shantiki, you gonna go? So then my mom, we, she was like, yeah, y'all can go. So there was a church that his brother-in-law's father preached at that wasn't too far from Mansnum House on a, uh, in our area that his, that his, I'm sorry, that his father-in-law's father preached at, but his father-in-law, his brother-in-law's father had died. So, okay. but they still was, I guess, church communicating with each other. Still, yeah. Still so, in cahoots. A couple of people that I had, you know, friends in the neighborhood, they had got baptized. So I started asking a question about what is baptism but, Yeah, what is that? And I asked the pastor, Al, Reverend Jackson, <laughs> and he was like, you uh, believe that Jesus is 
the son of God, which I did because my mama did say certain things. And again, she, again, she yeah. wasn't stupid. She wasn't so stupid. So she did try to she, you know instill. What I mean? She probably didn't know how to do it. And again, we didn't have Bibles at our house. And, but we had mm. an auntie, an old school auntie on my grandma's side. She was the only one who was living. She would come over like every other Sunday. And as we got older and we was younger, we had to spend night with her sometimes. And we used to always go to church. Again, Baptist. They, they, everybody going. Everybody going. <clears throat> and I had said to her, I don't, my mama be mama be making us go to church. I don't have no Bible. I don't have nothing to read. I want something to read too while I'm up in there. And she told me when you get 16, you can get a Bible. So again, I got mad because I'm like, they keep telling me to go to church, but I didn't say this out loud because back then we got a whooping if we thought about something. Not how y'all do these days, but we got a whooping. And um, she said, well, when you get 16, 17, I'll get you a Bible. My birthday is in November, so I was thinking I ain't going to never get this Bible. <laughs> Everybody got a Bible, but I got to wait. I got to wait. Because again, it. I have a late birthday <laughs> yes. in my brain. That's how I'm thinking. So she has stuck with it, this great aunt of mine. So when I had turned 17, she had gave me a Bible. <clears throat> now you got to know, when I get the Bible... I don't know what I'm reading. I don't reading. know what I'm reading because nobody has told King, me. It's King James Version. And nobody has told me. But my auntie, she dressed the Bible and I still have it. Put the date that she gave it to me. Spell my name out. My maiden name, Matthews. And put her name, which auntie, you know, or whatever. And so I still took the Bible, but I never had opened it. Because mm. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just following rules so and I don't get she, a whoop. And she did what she said, said she, she was, was going to do by giving me this Bible at 16 But nobody 17. is telling me, read this chapter. This going to help you this, with this. This, this. Do this, do that. <laughs> and I'll never forget it. And so I thought I was doing something. So Because we couldn't go to church with them every Sunday. Right, so yeah. the one when I thought I got my Bible a couple of Sundays, so I was like, I'm going to church. I got a Bible. So I thought I was doing something. And mind you, I'm older than man, so I still thought I was doing something. I said, I got a Bible. He said, Yeah, but who you Turn reading? The page. No, he said, Who you reading? He started naming names. Are you reading Timothy? Are you reading? And I'm like, I don't know these names. I ain't open it. <laughs> I don't know who to read, but yeah. I didn't say nothing because yeah. I felt bad. Because, you know, we played the dozens back then. That and then. You're younger or older than I'm him. older, so I don't so want to be... So you're supposed to know better. And so I ain't trying to be embarrassed either. Yeah. And so what's your favorite word when you coming up back then? Shut up. You yeah. don't know what you're talking about. You know, you, you know. So I played off. So... <laughs> and something had happened. And I just... I, oh, let me back up. I had asked my mom. I said, is it okay if I have a boyfriend? This was in my senior year. Because we couldn't have a boyfriend. Mom said you had to wait. Whatever her reason Whatever her reason was. Okay, because I'm thinking, like, well, all my friends got one. With, with, you know, again, each house is different. Single parent home. She said, I'm not their mama. I'm your mama. You can't have a boyfriend until I say so. Okay, so I said, well, this guy's really nice. And then she said, well, you can get one in 12th grade. So I did. He was nice. We was, you know, it was it was nice relationship. I met his parents, vice versa, or whatever. And again, all this is transferring. We don't have a car in the city of Detroit. We walk every day and go where. <laughs> he don't live near me, because that was another thing. You can't have a boyfriend near. That live in your neighborhood. And, uh, we didn't understand that, but I understand it now. And man, Chris. Oh, so you think you got you a boyfriend now? This is how you talking to me. You just have forgot about 
God, you just forgot about Jesus. And I said, why are you always giving me a hard time? Everybody else come over your house, come over Miss Jones' house, and you don't say nothing to them. They be dressed all like this. They smoking or she a teenage mom. You ain't saying nothing to me. At the time, I didn't know. He saw something in me. I didn't know what that was or, you know what I mean? And it wasn't nothing, you know, sexual, just like sister, brotherly. But he that, just, but he just saw something in you that could be used in yes. the house of the Lord, right? Basically. And I didn't know what that was, so I started going to church again, you know, when I could. So then I was, I had got a job and I started catching a cab to church because I was like, I don't want to ride with him because he getting on my nerves. So I would, you know, save my little two dollars back then. It was cheap, so I catch a cab to the church and I had five dollars, two there, two back. Again, you see all these people jumping up and hollering. And so I had asked his brother-in-law, because Al was cool, and I said, why was they falling out? Mm-hmm. It was Jesus, did he mad at them? They just falling out <laughs> crying? <laughs> and he was like, no, nah, it's not in those things. What they doing is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. So I said, the Holy Ghost? I said, they be doing all that? They be crying? What are they crying for? Again, you don't know because you're young. That and you ain't opening your and Bible. And I ain't open my Bible. <laughs> but I knew Adam and Eve and how the story went. You know what I mean? Because that's what it was told and to. And that was told to everybody. You know what I mean? So he had, was, you know, start saying things in people's life. And if God, you know, brought them out of it, you know, they just believed that he, the one who saved them from whatever it is. And he just put it where I could understand. Because again, you got to remember, I was coming up in the 80s, crack started getting big, dope boys, you know, they had street names for this this dope boy, this, you know, this neighborhood or whatever. And he started putting it where I could understand. And he was like, she uh, might have had cancer or something. Now the cancer's gone. The doctor don't know so where. So God set them free. Yeah, so he put it where I could understand. So I was like, oh, okay. Not that I had an illness or anything on my mom or my sister. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I started, you know, and when I could, I start keeps going to church or whatever. And so I was just sitting there in church and nobody said nothing to me or pressured me. And I had came up and I told them when they asked this Sunday. No, you can't uh, have your oh, so When they asked this particular Sunday, they called it benediction. So when we were coming up, we had dictionary. What's benediction? And I said that, I said, I like, what is benediction? So when I came home, I looked it up. I was like, oh, benediction. Oh, it means this. Oh, to myself, I said that. So I said, well, I got to work next Sunday. I didn't think nothing of it. And as I got older, I know now the Holy Spirit had started working on me, but I didn't know what it was. And I guess I was kind of wrestling with it because I didn't understand Jesus. I know of God, and I know that God made Jesus because that's what, as you said, was taught to us. But we wasn't taught about the Holy Spirit. So when people are falling out and, you know, giving praise and thank you or whatever. So that Sunday I said, I'm get up. So I went up there. Okay, so you went up there. I went up there. Because I want to feel the Holy Ghost. Because I want to. I want to feel the Holy Ghost. He always happy. That's what I'm thinking. I'm talking, and I'm talking about man. He's always happy, but he live in a house that despite leans. his circumstances. And he, he lives in a house that grateful. leans. And every day, <laughs> for real, no, his house had lean because everybody used to just conjugate over his house. Nothing bad, nothing selling drugs, just fun, clean, talking. And then explain <clears throat> to the people like how the structure of the homes were that in your neighborhood because these are four family flats, all right? Um. 
Well, the house that we lived in, because in Detroit, we have two family flats on the side of town that I lived in. Oh, right. On. We have two family flats, and then we have four family flats on the side that I lived on. And the plug, it was two family flats. Okay. When you say two family flats, it means a whole house downstairs, three bedrooms, one bathroom, and the same upstairs. But they might not be my relative. They might be. You don't know. So then across the street were two family flats, two family flat, and then it was a four family flat at the end. Four family flat, then another four family flat. Yeah. So So it just depends, but whoever where you live is either two family flat or a four family flat. And my block had it all. And so what type of home did man live in? And in man's house, it was his mom, Bob Jones, his dad, his brother, Junior. His so was he in a four family flat or no? Family? They had a regular house because oh, so he was the, the one of the few that had a brick home. They had a house, just one okay. house, but they had their bedrooms are upstairs, but it's just a complete house. That's it's a said. house. On our block, you had everything. You could have a regular. It just depends on who building on who, that block and who the landlord. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So his house was just one house, which was his mom, his dad, <laughs> I and his two brothers. Yes. The and then two. they had families, and then they left. But his yeah, but him and his two brothers was there because his older sister. Remember, she's married to oh the sister. I keep forgetting. And then it's the sister who left. Yeah, and then his brother Stan. He had his own place. They're older. And so, but his house was leaning. But (laughs) that neighborhood that we lived in, everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody. Right. Everybody knew everybody. So and and I said, well, I will get up there. So I did when Mm -hmm. I went up there. So. They, the pastor said, well, this is Shantiki, and do everybody in the church, you know, agree that you know she could be a member? So they says yes. Again, I still don't understand the whole thing. Yeah, the whole but, thing. But I was, you was willing to try. Because, I'm willing to try to get to know Jesus. Because this boy comes out every morning happy. And his house leans. And his house <laughs> lean, and he poor. Yes. Just like the rest of and us. And he poor, but he he. But finding, every day he happy. His attitude, his attitude is what I aspire to have. <laughs> every day, every day he comes out, he happy. I can't even. I if you was to interview his brother and his sister and his other brother who's still living, they would tell they can't remember the time when he was mad. Probably when he went behind the closed door, but but he, in public he, out, he was. And I start thinking, he poor just like me. But every day this boy come out singing happy songs, just singing, just and then again that era, he knew the bombs. He still would talk to them. How much more are you gonna drink? He gonna preach the he gospel. Gonna preach to the everybody. gospel. He was like John the Baptist. He just oh, he don't wow. care. But you know, I didn't know what that was. And so I said, I'm gonna get up there. So they said you gonna be a member. I was and then, excited. And then what else happened? Did they did they pray over you? No, did they... and they didn't pray over me. So my pastor, the pastor was like, well, I'm going to make sure you get to church so you can start, uh, like, really six. being in yeah. the yeah. body. And he knew my family dynamic. So if I could come good. every Tuesday or whatever when they had, I can't remember the exact day, it was no problem. But yeah. As long as, uh, you know, so I started getting more comfortable with the older ladies in church or whatever. And um, start asking questions. And a lady told me, just start at the beginning of your Bible. Because <laughs> we tired. <laughs> I said, okay. So I start asking more questions because I started reading. But I knew the part, you know, everybody said that Adam 
and Eve ate the, the apple. apple. Mm-hmm. I knew that the snake was bad. And then as I kept reading and how God just was mad, and I was like, I don't ever want to make that person mad. Again, I'm still new in Christ and God. Whoever God is, yeah. I ain't trying to make I, him upset. You know, as you read, you're like, <laughs> How am I gonna make him like that? Yeah. I take, you know, twenty whippers with a belt that my mama, you know, whip me with or whatever yeah. I do something. Well, I don't wanna make him mad, this person in the body. If he gone if this all this all if this, this is the punishment he gonna get. happen to them. So I yeah. start getting more involved, start asking more questions or whatever. And I never forget I had asked something and uh, you know, some people can be mean or whatever, and the lady said Cause I didn't read the Bible or something. And she was like, you ain't been reading your Bible. We told you to start, you know, read your Bible, you know, read your Bible with an attitude. With an mm-hmm. attitude. So again, I'm sensitive. So I'm crying like, Oh Lord, I made God mad at me. Cause I ain't been reading or whatever, but you know, again, inner city hoods, your, your household is different. So you can't, you know, be reading. Cause we still had to get our school and everything. Then at the time, as, like I said, as I got older, as a, older I am now, I realized my mama was a bipolar depression. But right. back then in the hood, they didn't know what that was because I didn't know who I was getting up to. What I mean by that. Yeah. Is, so we don't know if you'd be able to read because I got to take care of her. And not necessarily take care of her, she might not have paid the light bill. But I got to do household chores. We had chores. And ain't no food up in here but a bag of potatoes. So I'm mad and I'm trying to do the right thing. I ain't thinking about God because if he say who he is, <laughs> why I'm living like this? Yes, yes, yes. Why I'm living like this? Why is he allowing me to? And then when I sit on my porch, because in Detroit, when the two family flats, they always had a top porch. So I didn't have to go downstairs. So I could sit on my top porch and see down and look at everybody. And it's like, but you could hear man singing. That boy had a powerful voice. You could still hear him singing. And I'm like, he's still singing? They poor too. And there's more people in their house. They on food stamps too. Yeah. But he's still finding happiness. Yeah. So I decided, okay, I could get back to church. So then they said they're going to baptize people. So now now you're a member. Now you finna get baptized. Yes. I still don't understand what I'm doing, but I still want to get how he is. I want to get that salvation. And I didn't even, <laughs> not salvation. No, I want to get what man is. He happy every day, even in his situation. just like me. And he living. And he got more people in and his And he house. got more people in house, but... <laughs> Every time you see this boy. So you want to be happy like man. I want to get what he had. And that's what I had. So if those are the steps. If getting baptized is the yes. step to being like man, then I'm going to do that. Yes. And again, I still didn't understand what all that meant for baptized. All I know is every time I see him. He's he, singing he, and he, he happy. He happy. And his situation <laughs> sometimes worse than mine too because my mom and his mom would talk. You still happy? I want to get that. So they was like, okay, we do it on this such and such, such and such day or whatever. So we got baptized, my sister and some more people, whatever. And so, and I'm not one of those. So after you got baptized, did you feel different? That's what I'm getting did into. <laughs> I ain't feel no light. I ain't feel no difference. You trying to get that happiness. I, but I'm still trying to get what he got. Because this boy's still happy. 
Again, he poor too. So I'm like, how the hell are you still happy? You ain't got no car. Your mama on welfare like mine. And it's more people in your house. You get food stuff, but you still happy. When I came out the water, my mom's crying. He happy. His mom, Miss Jones. Everybody just so happy. <laughs> I'm happy too, but I'm still not understanding. Like what you just did. What yeah. did I really do? And so we could only hang out. We could go to Miss Jones' house, and there was, I call it three sets of sisters. Me and my sister, Tracy and her sister, Nicole and her sister, Sheree and her sisters. We could only go to each other's house. And mind you, we all stayed within a two-block radius of each other. So if we hung out at Tracy's house, we got to go straight there. Don't stop, talk, nobody, no bums, no nothing like that, and vice versa if they came to our house or whatever. So, well, you know, we're talking, we girls or whatever, and we just, we had dreams and was like, and I always, and I'm, Cherie had, she, I remember as we got ready to graduate and stuff, because I was older than her too, me and Tracy were the same age, and well, I still seen her after I had graduated, and she said, you always said you was going to get out of here, and I said, whoever this God is, he going to get me out of here. I don't want to <laughs> live like this. Because, oh, let me back up. The plug can end up getting shot and killed and murdered. And back then, nobody telling on them. But I still can remember when my mom, I'm coming from one of their houses, the two sisters who we could all hang out. I can't remember who house we was all coming from, but we switched up. They was coming to our house. Because, again, their moms are single, too, and that's all we can hang out with. And the plug was killed. And the police took forever to come. And my mama walked us all over there and was like, you see this? This who y'all want to be involved? They done shot him. They done killed him. Wow. It's real in the hood. And he just laying up there just bullet hole. And she showing us, you don't want no so-and-so and like dead. this. And whatever. Y'all got to do better. And I went home. And it was just eerie on the block. Cause he just was. They let him sit there for hours before the popo came. Wow! And we walked back around the corner because he got murdered right around the corner from our house. Wow! And my mom said his sister was out there, so my mom was hugging her or whatever. And I went in the house, and I just was like, God, I don't want to live like this. Whoever you are, mm-hmm. and I said, Jesus, whoever you are, I don't want to live like this. I want to make it out. I want to have two kids. I just don't want to help me. Like this. <laughs> Whoever you are. And I didn't yeah. even use the word help me because, again, I'm still learning. Still, All yeah. I said is, I don't want to do this. I don't want to live next to nobody like this. I don't want this life. I don't know what it is, what I'm supposed to be doing, but I know whoever you said you is, if man Christopher Jones can be happy every day, I want to be like that, happy every day. Even through whatever is going on whatever, with me. Yeah. And I think that's where my faith start coming in. But you still don't really know because you, uh, uh, my mom was like you said, she wasn't like a teacher and no fault to her. Maybe she didn't know because again, we didn't have Bibles in our house. Right. So I had and then you, you found out later she was a bipolar depression yes, as well. As so. I got older or whatever. Because again, I don't know who I'm waking up to. Am I going to wake up to my mom or this lady? Or some lady. This lady cussing me out, talking about I didn't clean, and I did clean. And so I said, okay. So I got a job and was able to do a little bit more as far as going to church and stuff. And so I used to go to church singing just so I wouldn't come in, have to come in the house. Because on Sunday, 
if I didn't work and make sure my room was clean, wash dishes or whatever, I could go to church. She would let me hang out at church. So I found a way where when I came home on Sunday, it'd be dark, like eight o'clock, that old school dark. Y'all don't know nothing about that, where it's just street lights. That mean you've been gone all day. I've been gone all day. Street lights didn't come on to almost nine o'clock and it's still a little light outside. I found a way where, where, Debbie and them um, going to such and such church, mama, can I go? Yeah, they're going to bring you home. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Even if they dropped me off at Miss Jones' house, I could still walk down to my house and be in the house before it was dark, dark on Sunday, especially if I didn't have to work. So I started finding avenues where wherever it was a singing, and if I had worked and it was my payday from the job that I had, I'm saving at least $20 so I can catch a cab or if they can't, you know, drop me off because sometimes they would have another member drop me off who lived my way or whatever. But my mama was funny acting. If they didn't drop me off, I didn't want her to be cursing them out because again, she's bipolar depression. So I don't know who she, who is gonna be at the door when you get yeah, dropped so off. So if it ain't the people who she know that I got yes. dropped off, I don't want them to get cussed out because you know. So I always hid money, tried to at least to get home if they couldn't drop me off. And so I just found avenues to where I just would go to other church, but I would be with man them because they would go too, but I might not ride back with them and just singing and start listening. And then I just start asking questions. And when I visited other churches, I never forget, uh, you know, when you visit, you know, people are more nicer or kinder. Yeah, some of them, some not of them. like at the, the church that I had joined. And I'm not saying that about that church that all of them was mean, but you know, some as I get older now, some people still believe in that old time religion. I'm talking about that stuff from down south, Alabama, and they didn't want to change. And so other ladies were nice to me. And then this is another thing. I never forget they were saying, it doesn't matter how you dress when you come to church because other people, man, not only reached me, but he started reaching other young kids. And the one girl, and I never forget, it was one night, and it man had blocked the uh, the street not on purpose, and I think that's when the Holy Spirit was just using him and talking to him. And when I tell y'all, he preached on a Saturday night that we was out in front of his house to like two o'clock in the morning. All young kids, bums, dope dealers, bums, dope dealers that went to his high school in our neighborhood, they moms and stuff, people that was beefing with each other and stuff like that. And that boy was preaching and just talking. And then he just started singing. And he was like, I'm not judging none of because again, he know who doing what to. And we was out to two o'clock in the morning and I said, I got to get what he got again. Right. Because this is why I'm in this. That was just a reminder. Like this is It was I'm just in. like with Jesus when he felt all, when he fed all those people. This boy can bring the murderers together, the drug dealers <laughs> together, the gays together, the prostitute, and he ain't even soliciting or trying. He just on his front porch, Elvis, speaking, speaking, and his house leans, and his mama saying amen, and, right? And his daddy worked at the local party store. Coming home, like, why is all these people? Mr. Bob Jones didn't talk really. He used to grunt. We used to say, "Your daddy grunt all the time." Crack jokes. He grunting. But he sat on the porch to listen to his son speak. That's why he had that calling. He had that calling on his life and he could just reach everybody. And like I said, and you know, in the hood, you everybody ain't liking everybody. Or why you on my block and all that? He had that many people where he blocked it off on Elmhurst and Hamilton. He, he was able to speak to the masses. 
all of us. And I kept saying, whoever you is, God, whoever you is, I know you powerful. I know you powerful. I want to get that. And that's where my, whatever was going on in my house. And I kept saying, it's got to be a better way. God going to get me through this. He going to see me through this. And I would refer to him as God. And then I say, and Jesus, you too. Y'all going to help me again. Right. Y'all, the Trinity. The Trinity. I didn't even know about Holy Spirit yet because I'm still just still new. And I started reading more. And I started asking questions. And then things again, still in the neighborhood. This girl got pregnant by such and such. Dang, they together. And they know man too. So it was a lot. And I kept saying to God, you got to get me out of here. <laughs> I don't be over here. Right. I don't want to do this no more. I, you got to do something with my mom. So do you feel like that brings up like what faith means to you? Like, I feel like your answer is it's not cut and dry. Like, it's definitely it, a mixture of. It's a mixture of the things that I had to go through in my life so young. And then I started dating my husband now because I had broke up with my high school boyfriend and I, and I did do a uh, a year and a half at Mercy College it's, you know it's not there no more in Detroit or whatever mm-hmm. on my own and again right trying trying and I kept saying this ain't working and again I would just say you gotta help me out and I, and I laugh now because I know the relationship I have with God but how I was talking to him and I and just I so aggressive so aggressive because I was just <laughs> like I'm determined I don't want to be with baby daddies I don't even want nobody to beat on me. And then you got to remember, when I was born or consumed or whatever you want to use, I never knew my daddy. All I know was his conceived, name was conceived, conceived yeah. on my birth certificate. And, and when I it. asked the question, it was a shutdown. And all, you know, he was nice looking and he liked to skate. That's all I had got. No, nobody told me what he looked like, no job or nothing. So in my brain is, I'm like, okay, well, he ain't here. He can't help me. You ain't, my mom is not giving me no answers. And when she I ask, or it's like, leave me alone or ask me my business. Be grateful <laughs> that you're here. You know, these are the answers that I'm getting when I did have brave enough bravery to ask her, you know. So I'm like, again, you got to help me. I'm very aggressive with God and I'm very aggressive with Jesus. So I'm like, and Jesus, you too. So somehow or another, <laughs> and back then they, uh, they called them Section 8 Houses. They so, still call them Section okay. 8 houses. Well, they were new. So my or, mom, excuse me, now they call them low-income family yeah, houses, but they Section 8 okay. houses. So they wasn't like the old school ones, so these are the brand new ones. So now we moving. So one day my mom said, well, yeah, we moving. And at the time, I didn't know that God was working behind the scenes because my mom never said nothing. Because, again, I don't know who I'm going to get. Who I'm going to get. Am I going to get Nikki today or Vicky? I don't know which personality <laughs> coming at me. Nikki or Vicky. And she said, we moving. We are. And then I said, well, mama, where are we moving to? Because, again, my mama never, like, really settled. We was all, we moved somewhere everywhere. And back then, they called it gypsies. You know, she never she, she yeah, moved. She moved. So we moved on the east side to these new towns. Beautiful. Oh, they so nice. They got carpet. We got... Two bathrooms. We got a bathroom. It's, it's carpet. It's just nice. Everything new. Oh, so, because I had been saying, and as I got older, they was like, no, you was praying. You was talking to God. You was giving him your concern. He was working on he that manifestation. He was working on it, but I didn't know what those words was or what that, all I kept saying is, and now I know what it was. I was crying out to him. You got to help me. I can't do this. I don't know who I'm getting. You just got to make it calmer up in here. So, 
that word that I like, peace. Give you peace. So what would you tell your younger self? Knowing what you know now about faith and what it means to you, what piece of advice would you give your younger self as you were starting to learn about God and Jesus? Faith. Just don't give up. Keep Something's going to change. I'm going to change. Or something in this situation, whatever situation that you're in to my younger self, It's somebody, something that was bigger than me that I couldn't see. I couldn't touch it. I didn't know who it was, but I know he going to help me in this situation because, again, I don't know who she is today. She might be my mama. Oh, she is my mama. But two days later, this is someone else. I don't know who this lady is. So now it's more of. Don't give up. Don't lose your faith. Don't, whatever little bit you have. Whatever you have or whatever is motivating you to hold on, that's your faith. Know that that is God. Know that he is working. And and I tell people this all the time. Say it. Because closed mouth, as you young people say, don't get fed. Say it. Say it out your mouth. I need a car. But you, in that, you have to be doing things to get you there. Boom. Yes. You have to. And I was doing things to get me there. I did what my mom said, even though sometimes I got a whooping because of the things that my cousins did because we were some, grouped together. We were Everyone, grouped together. When, one, when one person does something wrong, yes. everyone getting And my whooped. uncle Charlie, he didn't play that because my cousin Charles was the only child. But he said, when y'all together, if he fights, you better fight. So, you know, we was loved together. And so even with that, I still held on. You got to help me. And it was like, people say, now when you was forcing God's hand, I don't care what you call it. Now, I ain't know what I was going through or to my younger self. Oh, you're going to help me get out of this because I've done what she said to do. I cleaned that house. I washed the tub. I didn't even use the bathroom, but I went in there and cleaned it, double cleaned it, and I'm still getting the punishment. No, I don't want to keep getting a whooping for somebody else. I'm doing what you said. So I was working. I still, and I have friends who cussed their moms out. I still never disrespected her or nothing like that. And if it's, as I got older, and again, like I said, when I started dating my husband, a year into our relationship, I had got pregnant. But I hid my pregnancy because I knew who my mom was. Again, because I don't know who I'm going to get. And I didn't want her to say the A-B word. Nope, I ain't doing this. And then I had said, I got to get a better job. To pay for this baby. To help me with this baby. I'm going to still keep <laughs> this job, this, this job I have at KFC, because these people have been nice to me, yeah. and they let me work. Because I didn't even have a proper uniform, because I didn't have the right shoes. And I had to tell the manager, I can't get no the shoes you said until I get my first paycheck. I don't have nothing. And because they used to say that he would fire you. And I said, God, you can't you can't let them. God, Jesus, you can't let them fire me. me. My friend across the street helped me get this job. Wow. You can't let them fire me because I have wore blue shoes and my uniform is brown. And they were (laughs) royal blue. Well, you know. So you got to be honest and say, hey, I don't. Yes. And I was an honest person. And like I said, I'm very nice and I have sympathy, but I wasn't stupid. And I think, and you can call it pity or whatever, I don't care. But I was like, God, you got to help me. You got to help me. And so I got another job, and I started working at the hospital. 
And I was like, oh, these people are nice. So being nice and start talking to other people who've been there at this hospital longer than me and, you know, just meeting people at the cafeteria, just talking to them and people. And I'm seeing older black ladies. And so I start asking the question again. I'm pregnant, but I, you couldn't tell because, see, I still had I had two jobs. And I said it to God. <clears throat> I can't tell her to I'm past the time where you, you know, can't get an abortion. You can't get an abortion because I'm keeping this. Baby. I'm keeping this baby. I don't know who I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. or she going to put me out or whatever. And so my mom attributed it to, because my great auntie was still living. Why Tiki sleeping a lot? Because they call me Tiki. Oh, she figured it out. My mom, no. She was like, well, she worked two jobs. I did, because I used to leave one job at four, get to my other job at five on the bus or whatever. And all while my mom was pregnant, because I wore regular clothes to a job, because my husband, which was my boyfriend at the time, used to buy me nice outfits for my job. And then he got a car, so he used to pick me up so I could change in the bathroom or whatever. Then my uniform, so you just didn't know. And then one day I was at work, and uh, i never forget this uh, kind of chubby white guy said, so what did your baby do? He's the only one that acknowledged. He's the only one who kind of had knows nobody else. And I was like, what? He said, yeah, your baby. What did your baby do? Because I had hit it. And then I was like, oh, September or whatever, because I... Wasn't a shame, but I didn't know what I was going to do. You're just trying to keep up with the story so that once you pass that time where you and, can't get an abortion, you're going to start telling. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell my mom. And i never forget. And this is what made me tell her. I went to church this Sunday. And and I thought I was just so cute. I, the outfit I had on, you really couldn't tell. My husband had brought me this sweater outfit. And it was long and flowing and everything. And this older lady said, she said, the sin is not in the baby. The sin has already been committed, meaning the premarital sex. Oh, okay. And I kept looking at her, and she put her hand on my stomach, and she said, congratulations, that's a gift from God. So I was like, okay, let me tell my mom. So I told her, of course, it was a whole big scene, like I had the plague and all that or whatever, but we moved on past it. Because I was like, and, and of course, my mom did. How, how far along are you? Because you can do this. We're going to get rid of oh, this. Oh, she didn't yeah, want she, you to keep it. Yeah. <clears throat> she said it. <clears throat> but you was too far gone at that point. And plus, my husband has stuck with me. And you got to remember again, coming up <clears throat> late 80s, early 90s, she didn't want me to be a statistic like her. Yeah. I get it. You know what I mean? Because me and my sister didn't have the same father or whatever. I get it. And it was hard or whatever. Whatever her reason, but... My child here. <laughs> you here, and that's all we're going to do. Yeah. So is there, to wrap it up, is there anything that you would offer people, no, you know, no, oh, you're just beginning in Christ, you're old in Christ, anybody, any, any last motivating words that you would like to give? Whatever's on your heart, whatever God's telling you to tell whoever would be listening. Whoever is listening. Encourage yourself. I put it where people can understand it. Young, middle, old. People been bad to me, but they had some good in them. I took the good to use it for to better myself, even though they might have been nasty. There were some people that was very good to me. And sometimes I used to question like, why? But I realized that that was God because of the things that I had spoke out. And then I remember a pastor who used to always say, you take it to prayer. Take it to God, because he see it all. He already know anyway. And people always say, well, why do God let 
bad things happen to him. And I never understood that as well. <clears throat> Sometimes you're going to get an answer from him. Sometimes you're not. It's how you deal with it. If he gives you an answer, it's how you deal with it. If he doesn't give you an answer, will you still trust him that he knows what's best for you? So that right there, and I've been through struggles where, you know, I can't pay this or, you know, me and my husband can't do this or whatever, or my husband was deployed or whatever because he's military retired. You know, I don't know if he's coming back, but I still held on to, nope. I got faith in this. I got faith because my favorite scripture is Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. He's my shepherd because, again, I told y'all, I never knew my dad or nothing about him. All I had was my mom and my sister. And then cousins when we were allowed to be around each other. I know he ain't leaving me. Whether I was bad, whether I was good, whether I cussed people out, whether I thought I was better than him, he never left me. Now, I might not have got things that I thought I should have had right away, but when I tell y'all all genres, all ages, young people, older people, middle, even old, old, old people, he never left me. Even when I was like, oh man, they gonna fire me, I did this. <clears throat> even when I did this, or I helped her, or even when I had a problem with telling somebody business gossiping, because I didn't know that was a sin. He still said, okay, I'm gonna help you. So that's where my faith come, to help me to get better. And I speak it out, don't hold it in. So no closed mouths, encourage yourself, keep the faith, basically. And and who gonna believe in you more than you? You. Yeah. Bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. So I do have some last words. Let me pull it up real quick. Let me pull it up. Okay. So now we are at the end of the show where we get to the point. And so the point is that you will never feel like doing it, whatever it is for you. If you want something, you go for it or you pray and you manifest that very thing. Either way, it takes work. It takes grit. And this is something that you didn't know that I was even going to say. And then, yeah, that is everything. Me and my mom would like to offer you guys love and light and stay tuned for the next episode. Amen.